Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hi everyone, this is Jen. I just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode is going to include spoilers. We are going to reference things that happen in future books and in future movies. So if you haven't gotten that far, if you're following along with us right now, you may hear things that you don't necessarily get quite yet. And you may want to kind of catch up a little bit, or you may just want to keep those things in the background of your mind so that when you finally get there, you can be like, ah, this is what they were talking about. Okay, again, we try to be as spoiler-free as possible, but the further you get into the books, the more complicated they get and the more intertwined they are. So this is going to probably be a theme that you see whenever we go through movie and book comparisons. All right, hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Dueling Club. I'm Al. I'm Jen, and that and that's was a car. the car outside. Why are you so rude? Anyway. I know, right? Don't you know we're recording? Right. God. I didn't add the D. I just said gah. D. <gasps> okay. So, we're back. We're back. We're going to talk about Harry Potter. Shortly. <laughs> <laughs> My arm really hurts. My soul hurts. Well, damn. I went there. You did oh, great. I did open those. <laughs> and I like that the scarf that I made you is just chilling there. Yeah, it's that most prized possession. Aww. Yeah, his his uh, Gryffindor scarf that took me forever to make. I was going to say, it's four years late. But... No, it's not. It was only a year and a half late. It's only a year and a half late. It was a year late. You said you were going to make one when we lived together. Oh, no. That was... Yeah, a million years ago, but then I actually made it. I started making it, and they were going to get it for Christmas right when I moved here. And then you got it for, oh, you got it like two years afterwards. No, you got it a year afterwards. Because you didn't get it last Christmas. Did you get it last Christmas? What month are we in? I'm confused. Time is fake. Time anyway. is fake. It's fake. But it's really cool. I knitted it myself. It is. I love it. I'm actually making a arugula. I don't even know how to say it. Hold on. Yeah, arugula. Nice, dude. <laughs> no. We're growing some arugula. It's so sweet. <laughs> by the way, by the way, look at me. Yes. By the way. Ar- arugamini? Arugamini? Ar- ar- um. Arugamini crochet. It's basically the cute little crochet animals. Yes. I'm making those now. So, very quickly. Yes. Before, it's going to be a, it was going to be a surprise, and I was yes. going to tell you after the fact, but I'm no, announcing no, it now. No, I don't know. I'm announcing it now. Okay, go ahead and announce it now. We are going to make a YouTube series, you and I. Okay. Based on the Harry Potter store in New York. <gasps> okay. And we're going to, it's going to be fully edited. It's going to be super sweet. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Stop crying. Well, no, because first of all, how dare you put your feet in my space? <laughs> Second of all, I was trying to stretch and my arm hurts because vaccine. Yes. But I have everything planned out that I need. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do. Like a half hour ish video on each section in the store to be released over the course of probably a week, one episode, one video a week. Okay. But yeah, that's my plan. You didn't tell me this. I did not tell you this. I was gonna tell you after the fact because I had I have to buy a few things. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So that's super cool. That's something for you guys. Yes. Um. But yes, the other thing is. Amigurumi. That's what it is. Amigurumi. <laughs> yeah, arugula. Yeah. No, it's that cute little, like, they look like little cartoonish little crocheted animals and things. So I made Alvin the alligator. You saw him. Yes. I sent you a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm making an elephant right now. And I have some, I have a little book that I can do the little Harry Potter characters. Yes. So... 
I mean, if anyone is actually interested in these things, I don't have a problem making them and like sending them off. But like, I've actually been doing it recently. Mm-hmm. So it's like yarnagami, like origami with yarn. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just, I, I just I just made up a whole thing. You did, but it's super cute. They're super adorable. Nice. Yeah. So in between the last episode. Um, and this episode? Last episode and this episode. Yes. Nothing has happened. Yeah, pretty much. I made a new friend. That's cool. In the span of five minutes. Awesome. Yeah. My arm hurts even more. Just chop it off. It's fine. You don't need it. No, but this is the one that I need them to put the second shot in. They don't have to go in the That's same why arm, they do give they? you. No, they don't. But that's why they give you a month, so basically your arm can be like, oh, no, I'm fine now. Everything's okay. Like it's stabbed again. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Okay. I like it. So, nothing has changed. So, Harry Potter? Um. So. Questioning gaze. I found out that the people downstairs from me moved out. You told me this? I know, but I didn't tell them this. I don't think they know the people downstairs, so I don't think they're really that, like, <laughs> committed to this Invested. Oh, no, I'm going to get new neighbors. I swear, I think the people downstairs stole one of my packages, though, because I was supposed to get a package earlier this month. Gone. Never got to me. Says it was delivered. Never delivered. But it could just be USPS, because they suck. I usually blame people more than, like, the, co- the company, because, like, they don't really care. Yeah, I blame the company only because the United States Postal Service has been really bad recently. It was it was bad, I would say, a couple of months ago when they had budget cuts and no one was doing anything, no one was working, and things got delayed by, like, at least a couple of days. But now everything seems pretty fast. This thing took forever, and then it says it was delivered, and I'm like, where? It said it was delivered. I got a text message saying it was delivered. I went downstairs. Nothing. Did you look around? Yes. Okay. Oh. So, I waited a day or two, because they always say it might take a day or two. And I'm like, why are you going to say it's delivered if it's not there? That happened to one of my packages once, actually. It was it said delivered, and it wasn't there. And it was for a package for a couple of hundred dollars. And I was like, I need it. This, this can't be one of those delivered but not actually delivered things. Contacted um, Amazon... And they were like, yeah, give it a day or two. Day or two, wasn't there. Contacted them. They're like, okay, we'll send you another one. And then they both got to me on the same day. Like, the original one and the new one. Yeah. I was like... But I bought this off of Etsy, and I don't want to pay them again to them have them deliver it or send it via USPS again to then have it... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, I, I get that it's not your fault. I get that you're a small shop and you can you use what's available to you but usps kind of sucks for me so i would kind of prefer not to use them so no offense to them they did a great job they had tracking information right away but usps sucks right now not always but right now yeah so harry potter so harry potter Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Season 4. Episode 38. Chapter 32. Yes. Flesh, Blood, and Bone. But before we talk about the chapter itself, we gotta do a little recap of the last chapter. Hey, you don't know when people are listening to this. We gotta make sure that they know what's happening. Third task. Yeah, pretty much. Weasley's Harry's family. Third task. Sphinx. Oh, wait. World Upside Down. Yes. Uh, Dementor that, that was way, actually a Bogart. That was inspiration for it in my book, if you remember. Mm-hmm. I thought it was super cool. Yes, it is super cool. So, World Upside Down. Did you, um, make, did you make that connection when you were reading it or no? Yes, I did. Okay. World Upside Down. Um... Dementor that was actually a bogger. Yes. 
Glass ended screw. Yes. Sphinx. Sphinx. Acromantula. Giant spider. Giant spider that is most likely an acromantula, but we need to look that up because you didn't actually look it up. Like you said, you're I didn't here. have time. I literally grabbed the thing from my friend, my new friend outside. Yes. And I came upstairs, and you were like, "We're finishing this episode right now." Yes. And then goblet that mm. turned out to be a board king. That was the end. Yes. I will continue now. The Tri-Wizard Cup is a port key and deposits Harry and Cedric in a graveyard. Well, first he's like, where are we? Yes. And Cedric is like, I don't know. Did anyone tell you the cup was a port key? Yes. And Harry's like, nope. Is this supposed to be part of the task? And Cedric is like, I don't know. Wands out. Do you reckon? Yeah. And Harry's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> As they look around, wondering where they are, again, like you said. Yeah. Harry actually hears something, and he's like, someone's coming. Mm-hmm. A figure approaches, apparently carrying a bundle of something that looks a little swallowed, so it could be a baby. Yeah, look like a be- baby, or was it merely a bundle of ropes? There you go. Um, Harry lowers his wand slightly and glances sideways at Cedric. Cedric shoots him a quizzical look. And they're like, what is happening? And then... Oh, can I just read it? Yeah, you have to read, it. Just read it. This is one of the things where you actually have to read. And like, you know... I know, it hurts me. True. I have a problem with watching or reading things that are going to be just all kinds of bad mm-hmm. whether somebody is embarrassing themselves or or somebody is embarrassing somebody else or somebody is hurting someone or somebody is hurting Ooh, I, have I have trouble. to show you invincible then I have trouble with those kinds of things even when I'm reading a book like I have to put the book down like it hurts me it hurts me on a level that if if I didn't love books as much as I did, I'd be a little ashamed of it, but I'm not. It just, I'm like, oh, that sucks. True. Okay, so I'm going to read it. Um, it stopped beside a towering marble headstone only six feet from them. For a second, Harry and Cedric and the short figure simply looked at one another. And then, without warning... Harry's scar exploded with pain. It was agony such as he had never felt in all of his life. His hand slipped, his wand slipped from his fingers as he put his hands over his face. His knees buckled. He was on the ground and he could see nothing at all. His head was about to split open. From far away above his head, he heard a high, cold voice say, Kill the spare. A swishing noise and a second voice, which screeched the words to the night, Avada Kedavra. A blast of green light blazed through Harry's eyelids, and he heard something heavy fall to the ground beside him. The pain in his scar reached such a pitch that he retched, and then it diminished. Terrified of what he was about to see, he opened his stinging eyes. Cedric was lying spread-eagled on the ground beside him. He was dead. For a second that contained an eternity, Harry stared into Cedric's face at his open gray eyes, blank and expressionless, as the windows of a deserted house, at his half-open mouth, which looked slightly surprised, And then, before Harry's mind had accepted what he was seeing, before he could feel something, anything but numb disbelief, he felt himself being pulled to his feet. The short man in the cloak had put down his bundle, lit his wand, and was dragging Harry toward the marble headstone. Harry saw the name upon it flickering in the wand light, 
before he was forced around and slammed against it. Tom Riddle. We know who Tom Riddle is. This is lucky one that you, we just have to read and talk about I, because... I know, but like we can't, for copyright reasons, read the yeah, entire we can. thing. Why can't we? We're not supposed to. This is a moral... This is like a gray area for me because like... I know. We read passages and I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to go through things and we can talk about them because okay? it does such disservice to just go his he recognizes his assailant well he tail. does he recognizes he realized who was under the hood it actually says and harry realized he was under the hood it was wormtail you he gasped yes um but wormtail who had finished conjuring the ropes that tied him up mm-hmm. um from neck to ankles to the headstone which to me is ridiculous. Um, Checks Harry's bonds and gags him roughly, then departs. Looking at the bundle next to the graveside, Harry is appalled by the half infant, half snake creature. So hold on. A which second. he describes as like something so ugly. The thing inside the bundle mm-hmm. of robes on the ground was stirring more persistently, as though it was trying to free itself. Now, Wormtail was busying himself at the bottom of the cauldron with a wand. So there was a cauldron mm-hmm. and the baby thing at the foot of the grave. Um, Hurry, said the cold voice. It's ready, master. Now, said the cold voice. So Wormtail pulled open the robes on the ground, revealing what was inside them. And Harry let out a yell that was strangled in the wadded material blocking his mouth. It was as though Wormtail had flipped over a stone and revealed something ugly, slimy, and blind. But worse. A hundred times worse. The the thing Wormtail had been carrying had the shape of a crouched human child, except that Harry had never seen anything less like a child. It was hairless and scaly looking, a dark, raw, reddish black. Its arms and legs were thin and feeble, and its face, no child alive ever had a face like that, flat and snake-like, with gleaming red eyes. Holy moly. Very descriptive and ugly. Yeah, I would be terrified if I saw something like that. Yeah. I think, I don't know if I've even had dreams with things like that at which point the dream would be classified a nightmare obviously Mm -hmm. but my imagination is very powerful and very vivid but i don't think i've ever thought of anything like that until i read this book like obviously you think of snakes obviously you think of weird human-like creatures or maybe not i had a really bad dream a couple of days ago Oh, I've had terrible dreams recently. That, like, stuck with me in a really, like, vivid way. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you a- about it afterwards. Yeah, we can talk about that afterwards, but, like... Yeah. Anyway. Having, seeing something like that, if you weren't having nightmares before, would probably induce nightmares. Yeah. His scar burns again as a thing glares back through red, slitted eyes. Wormtail returns, well, the whole the cauldron. Okay, uh, so... Dirty, dirty. Yeah, so for a moment, Harry saw the evil face illuminated mm. in the sparks dancing on the surface of the potion. And Wormtail, who looks like he's repulsed by the thing he's carrying, mm-hmm. um, lowers the creature into the cauldron, and Harry heard its frail body hit the bottom with a soft thud. Let it drown. Let it drown. (laughs) Harry thought, his scar burning almost past endurance. Please let it drown. And Wormtail, not going to let it drown. He actually raises his wand, closes his eyes, and spoke into the night. Do you want to read it, or should I? Uh, I want to, but I got to get the book. Give me a sec. Okay. Can, Can we just talk about how terrifying this must be for harry his his scar is hurting to a level it's never hurt before um to the point where he's been retching 
Yes. He's seeing this creature, a creature like he's never seen before. And he's at a cemetery tied to Tom Riddle's tombstone. Tom Riddle being the name of Lord Voldemort. Yes. But he was a junior. <laughs> but he, he was a junior. You know, sometimes as as you be. Yeah. I am not a junior. No. My boyfriend is technically a junior. Oh, is he? His dad has the same name. It's a fairly common name. I'm not going to... No, the same exact name. No, I'm saying like like Gustavo. No, first and, and middle name. Oh, okay. Well, then, heck. Yeah. I'm still looking for the book. They have... They have a uh, a few of those in the family, not the first same, not the same first and middle name, but the same first name. I apologize, but I really want to read this, and I think that it's very important. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Wormtail was speaking. His voice shook. He seemed frightened beyond his wits. He raised his wand, closed his eyes, and spoke to the night. Bone of the father unknowingly given you will renew your son the surface of the grave at harry's feet cracked horrified harry watched as a fine trickle of dust rose into the air at wormtail's command and fell softly into the cauldron the diamond surface of the water broke and hissed it sent sparks in all directions and turned a vivid poisonous looking blue and now wormtail was whimpering he pulled a long thin shining silver dagger from inside his cloak his voice broke into petrified sobs. Flesh of the servant willingly given, you will revive your master. Yeah, that sounds so totally willingly given. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, he, he stretched his right hand out in front of him, the hand with the missing finger. He gripped the dagger very tightly in his left hand and swung it upward. Harry realized what Wormtail was about to do a second before it happened. He closed his eyes as tightly as he could, but he could not block the scream that pierced the night that went through Harry as though he had been stabbed with a dagger too. He heard something fall to the ground, heard Wormtail's anguished panting, then a sickening splash as something was dropped into the cauldron. Harry couldn't stand to look, but the potion had turned a burning red, the light of it shone through Harry's closed eyelids. Wormtail was gasping and moaning with anger. Not until Harry felt Wormtail's anguished breath on his face that he realized that Wormtail was right in front of him. But blood of the enemy, forcibly taken, you will resurrect your foe. Harry is 14. Yep. He's not 15 yet. How can he be someone's foe? Imagine. Like, could you imagine being 15 years old, 14 years old and you're like, I'm just trying to live my life. I don't even know what's happening. Bro, I'm trying to learn algebra. I ain't <laughs> trying to fight right now. <laughs> right? Harry could do nothing to prevent it. He was tied too tightly. Squinting down, struggling hopelessly at the ropes binding him, he saw the shining silver dagger shaking in Wormtail's remaining hand. Oh. He felt its point penetrate the crook of his right arm and blood seeping down the sleeve of his torn robes. Wormtail, still panting with pain, rumbled in his pocket for a glass vial and held it to Harry's cut so that a dribble of blood fell into it. Oh, oh no. Okay, so then he pours that. I can't read anymore. Let's, so, nope. He pours that into the cauldron and Harry's like, let it have gone wrong. Let it have gone horribly wrong. It's just... Which, the, cult, the potion turned a blinding white. Yeah. And Harry's just like, please, let it, let it have drowned. Let it have gone wrong. It's drowned, please. Please let it be dead. But then, uh, through the mist in front of him, he saw, with an icy surge of terror, the dark outline of a man, tall and skeletally thin, rising slowly from inside the cauldron. Robe me. That was done really well. Right? Like, we planned it or something. Well, he, he's not... Voldemort isn't deep. No. Robe me. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. And so... Wormtail is sobbing and moaning, and he's cradling his mutilated arm, and he's like, yeah, let me, let me get you your robe, master. It's uh -huh. like, seriously? Seriously? Yep. Okay. Um, oh, 
The pulled him man, over one handed over his master's head. Yeah. Dude. The thin man stepped out of the cauldron, staring at Harry, and Harry stared back into the face that had haunted his nightmares for three years. Whiter than a skull, with wide, livid scarlet eyes, and a nose that was flat as a snake's, with slits for nostrils. Lord Voldemort had risen again. Yep. Hot damn. I don't know. I remember reading that as a kid, and I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. I literally had like a mild panic attack. I was having a mild panic attack just reading it now. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Did you not see me put yeah. my face in my shirt? Yep. Like, eh. I don't know. It's, it's so... Say what you will about JK because she's a turf. Anyway, she is a turf. Um, she wrote these so in in such a way that you can't help but almost imagine the same thing as everyone else. I, I think we all had a general consensus of what Lord Voldemort looked like, and I was partially like um, sad by what the movie did because he didn't have the red eyes. No. Well, so the the. The reasoning behind it was they tried to give Harry the the green eyes. Contacts. The contacts just irritated his eyes so badly that they were like, no. Why couldn't they they do different contacts? Well, they thought to CGI it, but then they were like, no, that looks bad. So they literally were like, whatever, we're just going to deal with it. And although I wish that they hadn't, I kind of like that they did because it played into that this is a man that's done horrible, terrible things. And everybody wants to vilify him to the point where they're like, he's not even human anymore. Mm-hmm. Because he's done some terrible things. Some terrible isn't even strong enough of a word to describe he's some a of the monster. things he's done. He's a monster. So, of course, it would be great to be able to make him look like a monster. Mm-hmm. But not all monsters look like monsters yeah so in the movies when they didn't make him outright look completely like a monster it was like man even people can do really horrible terrible disgusting well, things we, we have that in the next book slide spoiler um Not but the, the next th- book no she's she's still she's that. still pretty bad in the next book yeah but she's even worse than the one after that. yes but she's still pretty bad yes um so the thing is is I would have preferred him to look monstrous shortly after his revival, as soon as he's back, keep the red eyes. But then the next next time you see him, his eyes are normal and stuff to show like, oh no, I, I can hide what I am. That would have, to me, have been more impactful. Yeah. When he comes back, he's a straight monster. Because look at what he was before the little baby the darkish red baby with the red the vivid red eyes oh it is the next one it's not this yes i'm confusing you're, it's okay you're fine okay but imagine if he came back as a full monster and that's what his followers see as soon as he comes back and the next time harry sees him he's restrained himself he's pulled him back so that he still has that that slight humanness to him but underneath all of that, he's still a snake-like monster who will kill anyone at the drop of a hat. I think that would have been more impactful. I think. Well, and you get to see how how terrible a creature he is when he literally says, "Oh, there's somebody extra that shouldn't be here. Kill him." Exactly. Like without even thinking twice, his first thing is kill the spare. My thing is. Is remember, um, I'm not, it's in the next book, um, where it's like whenever Voldemort is feeling a particularly strong negative emotion that Harry Scar hurts and Harry can feel it, right? Why was Voldemort so angry? Is it because it was like an element of his plan that wasn't supposed to be there? Like Cedric was the element that was not supposed to be in the graveyard and he felt like that angry to kill him I guess it's also to get rid of um, a witness because he wanted his rise to be unknown he didn't want and then you know so 
I think the reason he was angry and like very similar to what you're saying or exactly what you're saying is because things didn't go exactly the way he planned it to. And he never he spent, from what we can tell, because this is Harry had the dream in, in August. Mm. He's been planning since August for this to occur. And there's an extra person that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So now, now he has to kill him, obviously, because that's what murderous, evil people do. But now there's somebody out there in the world, a mom and a dad, who are going to miss their child. So now, no, no, no. He does, but he doesn't. He doesn't care because he doesn't care about family. But he cares because there's a witness. There is somebody who's going to miss someone that now he can't be like, I came in without anybody noticing. Because somebody's going to notice. Well, so the whole thing, it's definitely a variable that he wasn't anticipating. Yeah. Which frustrated him, which is why he killed him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one person, Harry going missing is one thing. Yeah. Right? And then, then they can, they can, they can write it off as he went crazy. But the, the thing, thing is. The thing was too much for him. He, well, Rita Skeeter wrote an article. Well, like the thing anything. is, the thing is, is that it would never have panned out the way he wanted anyway. Because Harry and Cedric got to the finish line at the same time. Mm-hmm. So let's say Harry Harry didn't go with the Valiant thing. He didn't. They both didn't win. Harry won. And he took the cup, right? Cedric would have seen him go up. It's a port key. He would have seen him go. And he would have exited, shot Red Sparks, exited the maze. Harry was taken away by a port key. Who was the last person who touched the cup? Interrogate. Yeah. That, it would have been... There, there's no way which this plan would have gone completely in their favor. There are too many variables. That's what you need in a good plan is make it as simple as possible. The second you add more elements to a plan... That's where everything can go horribly wrong. Exactly. And I agree with you, but he wasn't counting on all of this. He thought... Harry with enough I've help. made this plan yeah. where there is someone or something or some forces helping out Harry to get him to the cup so mm. that he uses the cup as a porky by himself so that with no, nobody, no one around with no one around so that nobody knows what happens to him and they just assume it's a try was a tournament he disappeared it's done and then Voldemort could return to return 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 to power and annihilate the wizarding world the way that everybody knew it mm. That's his plan, obviously. Evil beings always want to but annihilate again, the world. Too many variables. Yes, but he thinks he's cleverer than everybody else. If he was actually clever, you know what he should have done? Snatched him up when he was all by himself? He should have probably just had his inside man take Polyjuice Potion at the World Cup and just stab Harry. Just stab Harry. No, but he wanted to use Harry to bring himself back. Yes, stab Harry. Blood. Vile. But maybe you need the blood to be freshly taken as opposed to sitting in a vial for six, seven, eight months? It was still unwillingly taken. Yes, I understand. But remember, everything works better with fresh ingredients. You should tell that to restaurant owners. I do. Do we just walk into restaurants? Is this fresh? Nah. Make it fresh. Make it fresh. No. No. I see you back there in the kitchen. Fresh. Yes. I appreciate that. I don't go that far, but I do I do make sure that everything looks like it's I mean fresh. it's not it's not it's not even a questionable thing. Yeah. It's, when it's we were when we well, were no, it's questionable to go in a restaurant and demand fresh food. Yes. It should be questionable. It's questionable. That it's not questionable, rather, that, like, fresh food is better than frozen, yes. reheated food. Or Oh, my goodness. So, I think I mentioned it. When we were on vacation, we were in the Poconos. Yes. We were at our favorite resort because it's so terrible. And we were going to have... Well, it was so terrible the first time that, like, we kind of have a soft spot for it. Like, oh, the, the puppy that's really ugly but kind of cute because it's so, so ugly. It's, it's the pug of resorts? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, and we were there and we went to the bar to get a drink and 
order food. But all of the stuff on the menu you could tell was going to come from a freezer. Oh, no. So we were like, no, we're going to go now. And, like, I asked for an alcoholic. I asked for an amaretto sour. Mm -hmm. And I think she only heard sour. Because it was literally just sour mix. Yeah. But the, the thing that makes me laugh is that someone must have ordered that before. Mm-hmm. Can, can I get the sour? What what kind of sour do you want? No, I just want sour. Just put it in a cup. She's like, okay. <laughs> she didn't question it. Yeah. So, so, so you said, I want a sour. She's like, that one time the person ordered the sour mix in the cup. I'll just do that. <laughs> and you're just like, what this the is, hell is yeah. happening? <laughs> so literally, we got, we paid for it. Uh-huh. And I was mad. We paid for it. And we got up and left and went to the other place we had stayed at that had a real restaurant. Yes. And we got there and they're like, I'm sorry. We are fresh out of these things. Mm -hmm. And it was like freshly. Like you could tell. They said fresh and you were like, yes. (laughs) Yes. And that was, that was the time that I had the mussels okay. in the butter garlic sauce that yeah. was delicious. They were fresh. Everything was fresh. I need to look something up, actually. Yes. I was watching MasterChef Australia finale for season seven. Yes. And we're totally not even on Harry Potter right now. <laughs> we're not, but anyway, that's okay. Um, we'll get back in a second. No, no. Lies. I lied. I lied. It was an all-stars for Australia. Uh-huh. And, um... The mussels were delicious, but they were still bearded. I don't know what that means. Oh, so it, it's like when it They're still like a has like the little material? moss. No, there's like little moss, moss? that, that okay, okay. grows around it and in it. Yes. So you're actually supposed to trim that off. Yes. And like scrub the outside yeah. to make sure that you don't have any of that stuff in there. Okay. And rinse them while they're still closed. Rinse them to make sure that any extra stuff that is not supposed to be there isn't there okay then you throw them in whatever you're going to throw them in to cook them i figured there was some kind of fibrous material that grew in it which is why yeah yeah. around on that you're supposed to clean yeah okay cool random aside anyway um so hold more fact so that's so the freshness of the ingredients might, (laughs) might affect the spell yes but, back to Harry Potter. No, that's what I said. Yeah. Might affect the spell. Yeah. We went back to Harry so Potter. So, I, I, again, I think that he shouldn't have looked human. I think that he should have looked full monster on his first day back to school. Even the first hour back. And then it slowly goes back to him looking like a person. His, his eyes go back, you know, to look more human-ish. I would have preferred that a lot. Because when he comes out of the culture in the movie, remember how when his body's like reshaping and stuff, yeah. he looks like a monster. His his back is curved like a, like a, like, a, like a half yeah. arch. He's like hunched over like that, and slowly everything starts to come back together, and he starts to become taller and more more humanish, more humanoid as opposed to monster. Like they could have kept the eyes red though. They could have. And and even if he's not willing. To do the contacts, what is his name? Rob, Rob Fines, or something like that? Or fi, 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 Fine. Fi, I, I don't, I don't think pronounce. you say the S on it. Okay, I don't remember how to pronounce it, so pardon me, I'm an evil person. Anyway, had a stunt double and then replaced eye replacement or something. You can do that, it's not hard. And yes, people who are like, well, how do you know if it's hard or not? I've done a lot of tutorials for video editing and stuff like that, and like CGI stuff, so I... You're thinking his? It's Richard Bremer. No, that's the first one. Oh no, that's no, the one in the play, first movie. No, that's the first one. Yep. Then it's. Oh, I don't want to say his name wrong. <laughs> Ralph. Oh, Ralph. Okay. How do you <laughs> pronounce? Ralph is pronounced Ralph. And it's pronounced Fiends? 
That sounds maybe right. Not fines. Rather than take any regional differences in account and listen to blah, blah, blah. Okay. Hold on. There's a YouTube video. Okay. Writing's not that easy, but Grammarly can... There's an ad. Grammarly ad. Yes. Great. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of English actor, film producer, and director, a Shakespeare interpreter. He first achieved success on stage at the Royal National Theatre. We are looking at how to pronounce Rolf Fiennes. Fiennes. Rolf Fiennes. I thought so. I thought I thought it was Rob though, so that's my mistake. But Ralph finds. Okay, there you go. Okay. So. What does he find? Oh. Sorry. Eddie bought that. Anyway. Apparently. <laughs> um. He didn't find him. He dragged him there. Yeah. Uh, number one, I couldn't think of anyone else playing Voldemort than yeah. him. He. He carried, like, um, a quiet, manic evilness mm-hmm. that I think is really hard to portray. Chaotic evil? What? Chaotic evil? Not even. It's almost neutral. Because he doesn't, like... He's not, like... He doesn't look to be evil, but he just is. No, he does look to be evil. Because when you look he at makes other face, He makes other people be evil for him. Just because he looks... We, let's not, so let's not judge a book by its cover. kind of like Charlie Manson? Yeah. Why did I call him Charlie? I don't it's know. Charles it's Charles, but good try. Um, you're, like, you're like, homies, hey, Charlie. He's like, hey, do you want a drink? Well, he's you're the, like, no, please. Technically, in history, he's the only person to have been convicted of murder mm-hmm. who never actually murdered anyone. Yeah. He did not do anything. He convinced other people to do it, much like Lord Voldemort had convinced Wormtail to kill Cedric, because technically, Voldemort didn't kill Cedric. Yeah. It was Wormtail. Yeah, but then then we go into okay. So Would let's Wormtail let's say have done it on his own. Question. Yes. Voldemort is a person. Replace Wormtail with a gun. Yes, but Wormtail isn't a gun. I'm I'm saying though. You're you're equating a human being to a weapon, an inanimate object. Yes. Yes. But then logic doesn't fully apply, but it kind of it kind of applies. Do you blame the gun in a murder? Do you blame the shooter? Both. Yes. Well, in, in this yes, instance, but the one that you hold accountable a, is the one In this instance, because it's a person, mm-hmm. I would hold the person who committed the act accountable. Obviously, I want to hold the other person Who's accountable, accountable for inciting though? the person who actually did it. True. That's true. I, I would think the person who actually did, committed the crime should be held more accountable. However, don't let the sneaky bastard who convinced him order. to do it, don't let that person get away. Because you don't want him to incite violence in other people. Because he's clearly shown that he's a dangerous person to be around. Yeah. But Wormtail is the one who actually committed the crime. Get them both. Yep. It's just um, an interesting moral thing that you have to think about. Because I'm not okay with somebody saying, well, he was just the instrument of the demise. So the real person who is at at fault is Voldemort. No, because Wormtail was a person who made his own decisions. Yeah, he had a choice. He had a choice, and at every possible turn, he made the wrong choices. True. He still made the choices. True. He made the choices to, we found out throughout the books betray his friends that led to his friend's death that yeah. led to Harry being in the situation he's in now that led to Voldemort being in the situation he's in now Yeah, he is the one who made these calls because of him every possible way he's the one who decided to frame his friend he's the one who decided to fake his own death he's the one who decided to to turn himself into a rat unbeknownst to everyone and put himself into a magical family that had ties to the ministry of magic for 13 years he's the one who did that yeah whether it was because lord voldemort's um influence reached him that much that blow malarkey he's the one who made all of those choices Backed up by a dangerous individual with dangerous ideas. And intentions. And intentions and actions behind those intentions. But he's the one who made all those choices. True. I rest my case. I accept your resting (laughs) case. Boom. 
No, I for sure think that, like, they're both accountable. Um, I don't know. It's... I just hate them both. I yeah, give, but I we give need a character them. next time that we hate more. Next book, you mean? Yeah. True. We're almost done, and then we have to do the movie comparison, and yes. I have to watch the movie soon. Yes. I'm going to watch it sometime this week when... I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Um, um, yeah. I'm probably going to watch it sometime this week. I'm probably going to watch all the movies sometime this week while I'm working to be able to, number one, nice. keep myself relaxed. Yes. Um, because we're, we're in the end of June, and June is tough for work. And I have all of my SRA days left. Which you guys don't know what SRA days are, but for where I work, my SRA days are I get to take Friday two hours off. Like two hours out early. Yeah. Well, you can't do any of that in June. Yeah, I can. I can do it for the 25th. You better. I have to. I'm going to do that for June and the first two weeks of July. Well, anywho, anyway, no, um, poor Cedric, he, he, he he's been such a, a good, break. well, there's no more breaks for him to catch. He's, he's, oh. he's full stops now. Oh, um, no, but he, he, the thing is, is that he's not a bad person and Harry has hated him the majority of this book because the girl that Harry likes, likes Cedric, yeah. like, Dude. It's not like she didn't like Harry because she literally said, I really am sorry. Yeah. When she couldn't accept his invitation to the Yule Ball. Yeah. But, like, that's his fault. He should have asked sooner, but he didn't know how because he's 14 yeah. and not very well versed in dealing with girls. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the thing is, is that he blames Cedric. And it's like, would Cedric blame you? If you were in your shoes? No, because Cedric is mature. Exactly. Harry doesn't understand it. And that's what I'm saying. He he thinks to himself, Cedric got in my way, instead of I got in my own way. Yeah. And so Harry views Cedric, this entire book, as someone who is like, taken something from him. And it's like, or not taken from him, he resents him. For, well, yes, for taking getting the, something from him because he took I don't think, I don't think, away from him. I don't think Harry views it like that. He kind of views it like that because he he's a little immature. Yeah. Um, but he he doesn't outwardly go like she was mine because that's like possessive and weird for yeah. him. He he blames him for taking her from him in as much as you can take another person from another person. They're, they're not yeah. yours to take. Exactly. <clears throat> He just had the but leg you took up on the him opportunity and, from me. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so Harry kind of resents him for that, and like we don't get to see the good person that Cedric is, but we're kind of aware of it to some degree because he's like, "I've told my dad to stop." Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not against you, Harry. Yeah, he's like, I understand. You couldn't do anything. That evil Rita Skeeter is going to write whatever she wants to write. Told Harry about the the egg after Harry told him about the dragon. Um, Like, he he is about fair play. Yeah. And about, like, I owe you a debt and Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay it back in kind. Well, and even before that, in the last book, when Harry falls during the Quidditch match, he, even though his house won... Even though Hufflepuff won, he said, this isn't fair. He didn't actually lose. He was, he fell from his broom because a Dementor, who wasn't even supposed to be here, got him. Yeah, let's like, do a rematch. Let's do a rematch because this is not fair. Oh, well, no, you guys already won. Like, he he's shown that he is a good person. Yeah. Like, without doubt. I think that the only time we can kind of be like, huh, questionable is when Harry is going to tell him about... In the movie, not in the book. In the movie. When Harry's going to go tell him about the dragon, and they're wearing the Potter Stinks badges, and he's like... Harry tells him about the egg, and, and Cedric goes, oh, about the, the badges, I've, to, I've told them to stop wearing it. Yeah. He's laughing when Harry first approaches, and they're, and they're like, hey, Potter, you stink. So, like, sus. Yeah, but but can... in the book, he's not like no. that. No. But I can chalk that up to him being a teenager with his friends. True. 
I, I'm sorry, but teenagers with their friends, whether they're boys or girls or however they identify, are kind of jerks. True. And are always willing to do just about anything to fit in with their friends. And that's why, slight spoiler, but not really. Well, this one Cursed probably Child. has some spoilers. Yes, but Cursed Child Cedric is bull. Yeah. Bull. Bull. And I can't go into detail right now because I yeah. said this book we wouldn't do any kind of spoilers or whatever. We already well, you know a little what? bit this time. You know what? I no. will do a little spoiler. No, no, no. Because we... to me, it's non-canon. It's non-canon. No, no, no. We're not going to do it because we're going to talk about Cursed Child, too. No, we're not. Yes, we are. And I then we can rip to. it apart. I hate it. Then you can enjoy, revel in the moments where we rip it apart. End the episode. I'm done. I hate curse. It literally ruins my mood. Done. Really? I hate I hate it so much. I hate it so much. But you know what you don't hate? What? This podcast. True. True. I hate it so little that dead sleep you woke me up and you're like, time to record podcasts. And I was like, what? I didn't remember that. I told you. Fine. I do it. I do it for the people. Hey, Max. Person. <laughs> okay. We just, because we actually know you. Yeah. Al, Al knows you in person. From uh, forever ago. I've known Max. Well, not no, no, because like we're not super close, unfortunately. But you know him. Yes. But like Max has seen me basically as a, as like a teenager yeah. from forever ago. So, yeah. Oh. Someone will be backing up. Yes. <laughs> Back that thing up. Okay. So, yes. yes. Hi, Max. Hello. How you doing? Okay, too far. Let's go. <laughs> We're just saying hi. We end. To our people. I say we end. Okay. Bye to our people. <laughs> Bye, Max. It's a little abrupt. But yes, Voldemort's back. Bye. Dang. He's back. You don't just say, he's back, and then say bye. He's back, bye.